Welcome to PwC's Accounting and Reporting podcast series. Our mission is to inform and educate accountants and other stakeholders on today's most important accounting issues. I'm Heather Horn, a partner in PwC's national office and the host of this series. In today's episode, I'm pleased to welcome Wes Bricker, a vice chair and PwC's assurance leader for the US and Mexico. I've asked him to join us in the studio today to talk about a recent hot topic in the business news stakeholder reporting. I'm looking forward to hearing Wes's views, so let's get started. So Wes, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm looking forward to a conversation about a topic that's really been in the news a lot recently, or or in the business news, about stakeholder reporting. And just for our audience's benefit, when we talk about stakeholder reporting, we're talking about everything beyond the financial statements. So from non-GAAP reporting, to ESG or environmental, social, and governance reporting. But what's interesting about it is the reason it's been back in the news is because of the Business Roundtable's statement that they came out with in August. And so just to level set and kick things off, can you share with the audience what happened in August? Sure, in August, the Business Roundtable, which has had uh, statements around corporate purpose for decades. The Business Roundtable leaders came together and really took a fresh look at that statement, and they changed it. It was a significant change to incorporating the role of corporate purpose in relation to a broader stakeholder group. So it includes shareholders, but it's not limited to shareholders. And that was was a significant statement for the Business Roundtable, one where nearly 200 CEOs signed on to the statement. It wasn't all CEOs, but there was a significant number of CEOs who really thought about corporate purpose more broadly and in thinking about it more broadly, thought about how they would create, how those companies would create value by really thinking about stakeholders like employees, customers, a healthy society, and how that really drives long-term value for shareholders. Right, so then Wes, what's interesting is they made the statement and there's a lot of people on both sides of the debate. And there's sort of two concepts we're talking about here, right? One is the concept you're talking about, which is stakeholder capitalism, and which is that a company exists for the purpose of a much broader group. But then there's definitely a group that's saying shareholder primacy is what's important. So can you also explain then those two concepts? Sure. So, you know, I think sometimes people sort of come into the discussion about stakeholders and shareholders almost as drawing a dividing line that you're either with stakeholders mm-hmm. or with shareholders, but you can't be both. You can't be both. Right. As I think about this, I really think you can be with both. That is, of course, capitalism and shareholder capitalism is the notion that there are capital providers to a company. But stakeholders create value for those capital providers. And so it's, to my analysis, and I think this is broadly shared, to really view a company in a silo and in isolation of the health of its employees, the health of its customers, and the health of its operating environment is to really think too narrowly because it's all of those stakeholders that drive value long-term value for capital providers, whether you're a capital provider in the equity or the debt or some other contract. So the point you're making is if you have an employee that's unhappy employee, and let's say they're working in a store, the customer goes into the store, the employee's unhappy, 
they might not buy anything. Right. Versus you have employees who are engaged, who are happy, they right. are going to help create more value. So right. treating your employees well is also creating shareholder value. That's right, and we see CEOs, boards, and management teams really focused on this, measuring this, trying to get on top of it. As I talk with boards and CEOs, and I talk with hundreds over the course of an annual cycle, mm -hmm. hundreds of business leaders are focused on really understanding the quality of engagement of employees, the quality of a supply chain, mm -hmm. the quality of a customer base, and that's for good effect. That strengthens organizations. That strengthens our economy, and ultimately that strengthens society. And so, again, I sort of come back to, we don't have to choose one or the other, when in fact, both are necessary for healthy businesses. So then if you sort of move beyond, okay, so now I'm a company, right. and I'm focused right. on value, and it goes beyond maybe just making money. Right. So then it can't be measured just by the financial statements. Right. So how are companies thinking then about measuring that additional value that they're creating right. for their stakeholders, including their shareholders? Great question. And that's where I think there really is good focus and good development. There's clearly more work to do, but I think we're on the right track. So, so to just really capture uh, what, what's happening. We've set the stage where there's companies have made a commitment much more broadly to stakeholders. And then the natural question is, how do you measure how you're doing relative right. to that commitment? And do the stakeholders to whom you've made the commitment have insight into how you think you're doing? That's really a measurement question. Mm -hmm. That's a measurement question that really first starts with how the company saw the commitment in the first place. And that will vary. That will vary company to company, industry to industry, but there are several unifying themes when it comes to good measurements. Good measurements are measurements that can be understood, both by the organization, the company that's preparing those, reporting them. They understand what that measurement represents, why it is what it is, and what story it tells. So the company has to understand the measurement and why it's important but also the audience of the measurement has to understand it. Because really what we're talking about is measurements as a way of communicating a company to a stakeholder about how it's doing. That's the importance of measurement. And so there's an array of work that's really going into the work of measuring things. It starts with companies, but it also extends to groups. There are groups that have thought about standards in this area standards at an industry level, standards that cross industries. Those groups both exist sort of within the private sector and some are more government-led. Mm -hmm. So this issue of measurement is an important one and that's one where, where companies increasingly are focused so that their communication through measurements are well prepared and well understood. So it sounds like company and its management, the board, they need to decide what it's important to measure. Right. And then right. once you decide what you want to measure, right. then you go and figure out okay, how are you going to measure it? 
right. how is the information going to be used? And then is there assurance that that information right. is correct? And so if I'm a company then, and I'm sort of thinking about that, I guess a few questions. One is, sure. you talked about the frameworks. Mm -hmm. And so would you recommend go look for a framework? Think what makes sense for yourself? Like, where should a company start if they're thinking about this? I always start with company policies. Mm -hmm. A company, its management team, its board, knows best the company's operations, knows best how the company is organized, knows best its employees, supply chain, customers. That's a good place to start. So starting first with how does a company create value? What is it measuring? But if that's all a company does, that's too narrow a view. Mm -hmm because a conversation is best if it's comparable. If people know what you're saying and right. how they can compare one company to the next company. Right, because every company is right. reporting something different. That's right. It doesn't help in the market or any place else for people to use that information. That's right. So while starting with company policies is certainly sort of step one, step two, which follows very quickly, is to understand the comparability of how a company is measuring things. Mm -hmm. And then that goes to, you made a comment, I mean, from industry perspectives, so right. depending which industry you're in, right. different measures may be important, right. um, and those types of items. That's right. Okay, so then, Wes, I think that's helpful. What are we seeing, you said you talked to hundreds mm -hmm. of companies, so what are we seeing then from a best practices perspective that companies are doing in this area then? A couple of things. One, starting with clarity regarding what's measured, mm -hmm. having a good, investment grade process to reliably prepare those measures, having good communication and escalation and governance over those measures, a disclosure committee, board level review, so that the message is well understood from the top of the organization to the bottom. And then increasingly, companies are also looking for an outside in perspective from an independent auditor to really look at that quality of, of information and to add confidence and trust to the information that's reported out. That's where I see a lot of really good dialogue is starting first with clarity on the measurements, quality in the process of measurement, good oversight, and outside trust. Right, and it's interesting, if you think about our audience, which is accountants, we're used to needing to have processes and right. controls and outside trust over information. Right. And I think if you think about the role of, of our listeners, it's really to bring some type of discipline right. to this process as right. our companies are thinking about, okay, right. how, how are we going to enter into this arena of stakeholder reporting? Right. One of the real reasons that's important is that in areas like reporting to employees or to customers, or to others, there's an opportunity for misunderstanding, mistake, and challenge. For example, as we look at sort of the landscape of reporting and communications, there's an increasing level of sort of outside-in sort of questions about quality of right. reporting. That might come through as a whistleblower complaint or a bell ringer mm -hmm. outside of the organization. And so companies, as they communicate inevitably are putting their reputation and advancing their brand, but doing so in a way that needs to be credible and well-supported so that when questions are asked, there's good answers. Good answers about the quality of the process that the company went through. 
good answers in terms of the governance, good answers in terms of the outside challenge that others can bring so that in the middle of a whistleblower or a bell ringer, the company is well positioned to communicate the basis for the measurements that it had and the story that it told. Well, and it seems like even without those types of questions, you talked at the beginning about investment in a company. Right. And we see so much investment now where people are looking, do you have the right environmental practices right. in place or the right, right. governance is a big right. area. Right. And so it's, it's even in those circumstances where there haven't been questions asked that right. it could benefit your company to have right. this credibility. Right, yeah, I like to say a communication that is worth having is one that those who hear it might want to have a dialogue about the message. Let me say that, say that differently. The communication is relevant because it's landing with impact and it's being used. What we see is market structure adjusting to additional data that companies are reporting. Investors are increasingly mm -hmm. using the information as they allocate their capital. Investors are using the information as they judge performance of companies. And so that's a communication that has impact in the marketplace. And so because it has impact in the marketplace, it's worth doing well. Mm -hmm. It's worth doing in a credible way, in a way that everyone within the company from the top board level to the bottom understands and with the benefit of outside in challenge. Right, and that I think goes full circle then back to where we started, which right. is that no matter sort of where you land on this business roundtable debate, this right. is important for all of these different factors. Yes, and that's where the CEOs and the business roundtable have been really thoughtful about how companies create value, long-term value, and how that connects with the interests of investors and capital providers who want long-term value from those companies. And filling the gap between creation of value and investing for value with good measurements that connect that conversation company to capital provider. So then Wes, just to wrap things up for our audience, if someone wants to take action now, mm -hmm. how should they think about this? I think it comes down to three points. Define your purpose, measure it, and report it. It's really those three concepts that help close the gap between companies and capital providers, bringing together the full scope of stakeholders that really create long-term value for companies. That's the center of this conversation, and that's where I think the conversation really has increasing importance within our corporate community. Yeah, Wes, really appreciate your insight and look forward to having you back. Thank you very much, Heather. Please join me here again next week when we turn our attention back to the financial statements. Calendar and public companies are getting ready for their first year end lease reporting cycle and we'll address some common questions related to day two accounting for leases. Suzanne Stefani and Mark Jerusalem, both directors in our national office, will be joining me for this conversation. It's a popular, timely topic, and I hope you'll tune in. To make sure you catch next week's episode, subscribe to our podcast series wherever you find your content. And we'd love to hear from you, so please leave us a review or connect with me on LinkedIn. For PwC, I'm Heather Horn. Thanks for tuning in. This podcast is brought to you by PwC All Rights Reserved. 
PwC refers to the U.S. member firm or one of its subsidiaries or affiliates and may sometimes refer to the PwC network. Each member firm is a separate legal entity. Please see www.pwc.com structure for further details. This podcast is for general information purposes only and should not be used as a substitute for consultation with professional advisors.